You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's another episode of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me on a Tuesday. We have plenty to talk about the format. As you know, we'll start off with Lahat Chun returning from the transfer portal to the University of Utah. What kind of an impact will he have going forward? Why did it happen? And Gabe Madsen is transferring in some news from Friday. We'll cover both and talk a little bit about how that will play out with University of Utah. We'll also take a look at what further roster needs will the basketball team have, when they might complete those, and when we might see some more movement in terms of transfers possibly coming into the University of Utah or going out. We'll also talk a little bit about the staff updates and what the timeline might be for filling that third assistant chair. Lastly, we'll talk about some baseball as they're heading down in the middle of the week to Dixie State to take on the Trail Blazers, looking for a little bit of redemption after a home loss earlier in the season. All that coming up next year on the Locked On Youth Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network for Tuesday, April 6th, 2021. another great day to be a youth here on the locked on youths podcast part of the locked on podcast network my name is brian brown i am your co-host sometime to be joined by jay catch as schedules have intervened in uh bringing us together so i will continue to ride this train to the very next station we are brought to you as always by our good friends at rock auto and bet online ag and today we're going to talk about some news that popped up on Tuesday regarding Lahat Chun. Chun was the, I guess we could call him the backup center, despite the fact that he didn't really see a ton of time throughout the season to Brandon Carlson. But the redshirt sophomore comes back, having only played in 20 games last season and playing in 25 games as a redshirt freshman. He is 6'10", 243 pounds. But the, the thing with Lahat is this. He's an incredibly athletic big man at 6'10". He does have a lot of basketball skill and ability, but he's never been able to put it together. And part of the reason for that is that basketball is still... Maybe it's better to say that he has a lot of athletic ability that translates into basketball. His ability to switch on pick and roll. He's extremely uh, athletic. and has great vertical ability. He can go up and block shots. A lot of athleticism in that regard. And he can get around defenders in the post. He, we saw him drop a couple buckets throughout the year in that regard. Uh, you know, a hat trick may be coming down the road because it looks like from some internet highlights that he's started to branch out to shooting the corner three. But the bigger problem with Lahad is just that he's always thinking when he's on the court. And some of that is just he needs to learn to be comfortable when he's out there playing, comfortable making mistakes. And the other part of it, too, is that at some point he'll need to really grasp what is happening on the court. And so this is a good, savvy move by Craig Smith, in my opinion. I'm sure that he comes from a mindset of knowing what he's done with Nemeish Keda. And now that Keda has gone from Portugal to the NBA, where he is likely to make a roster and be a late first, early second round draft pick, 
I'm sure that Coach Smith and new assistant coach Eric Peterson are seeing the raw material here with Lahat and believing that they can make the changes that need to be made and can help nurture and train him so that he can become an elite level big man. And if last season is any indication, Utah absolutely needs a backup center. We saw Brandon Carlson encounter foul problems, and for a player of his size and stature, that's going to be an almost absolute going into next year simply because of the way the NCAA chooses to enforce the foul calls and the block and charge rules and everything else. There's not a whole lot that you can do to change that. So you need to have some depth. And Coach Smith has talked about this in multiple interviews that they need to be tough, physical, and have depth because they want to run. And they want guys that are willing to run both on offense and defense. And so those are all obstacles that Lahat's going to have to learn to overcome. And I think the good news is that he clearly wants to be in Utah still. I'd never felt when he entered the portal that it was so much of a... He didn't want to be at Utah anymore situation as much as it was a perhaps a discussion with the previous coaching staff saying, we just don't know how much time you're going to get going into next year. And we've seen how they preferred to go with Riley Batten at the five as a backup. And I, I can understand why they want to do that. I wouldn't go with it. I would have tried to give Lahat more time because that's what he needs. He needs time and he needs reps. And so hopefully this new staff can make up some ground off the court, but the biggest thing is that he's going to have to play, and in order to play, he's really going to have to put some work in, because it it takes more than just jumpers and blocking shots to be a good basketball player. We saw that with Alfonso Plummer. When he wasn't able to hit shots, he was an absolute liability out there defensively, and you can't afford to put uh, a backup big out there in the Pac-12 where there are just so many good and talented and athletic big men and not have them succeed. But what it does do is it brings back a player with familiarity to the area, with the facility, with the culture, with the surroundings, the the athletic department, everything like that. And I don't know that you're going to find a prospect in the transfer portal in terms of a potential big or backup big that has as much ceiling as Lahat. Now, his floor is very low right now, and there's not a lot of evidence out there to indicate that he's going to make some drastic steps, but that's the point of making coaching changes like this, is that you want to bring in some hope. You want to hope that some new ideas, some new energy, maybe helps jumpstart a little bit more with Lahat, and perhaps a simplification of the system would help him as well. Larry Kruskoviak ran a very, I don't want to say complex system, but a very uh, basketball smart system. And and there were definitely players throughout his tenure that struggled to grasp that. And so perhaps all those factors tying together can make this a, you know, a better acquisition than going and dipping into the transfer portal for someone that you don't really know. And, and, Lahat clearly gets along well with his teammates. I, I believe there was Riley Batten. He and Riley Batten were roommates at one point in time. I could be wrong on that one. But it just makes a lot of sense to bring in a player who knows what's going on. But also, we saw that Coach Smith landed his first recruit of the new cycle. And that was in transfer, Cincinnati transfer, Gabe Madsen. Now, Matson is a five to play four. That means that he has five years to play four years. So his red shirt year is still intact simply because 
He opted out of the season at Cincinnati after December. And since that time, we've seen a massive exodus from the Cincinnati program and the coach being put on suspension as there is an investigation regarding just improper conduct. And and it doesn't sound like it's a good situation. So that's a good move to go get a player like Gabe Madsen. He is a 6'5", 195-pound shooting guard, and that really is his strength is, is shooting the ball. He's also the son of a coach, uh, played all four years of high school ball, coached by his father. He went to Cincinnati with his twin brother, Mason, who was also transferring out of the program. There was another Mikey Saunders uh, guard from Cincinnati that was transferring out as well that once played at Wasatch Preparatory Academy down in Mount Pleasant, Utah, that Utah was trying to get in the game with along with BYU. Saunders has not exactly announced his decision quite yet, but it does sound like he is leaning towards BYU at this point in time. So it makes sense to go get Madsen. And and he comes from Minnesota, so it's likely somebody that the coaching staff, the incoming coaching staff knows, and he definitely fills a need that Utah has, and that is shooting. This is something that I think as the roster starts to evolve, and we'll talk about that a little bit more after the break, that Utah needs to focus on. There are a few areas that they absolutely needed to get it, dedicate themselves to in terms of building the roster, and I think that Madsen does a good job of filling that role. Will he be immediate starter? Not likely. Will he be an immediate role player? There's a possibility. He does bring shooting skills to the to the to the program and, and to the table. And that's a very important aspect for what Utah's going after. I don't know that he's going to be a better player than Jackson Brenchley right off the bat, for example. But it does add some depth and it does replace some of the lost guys going out of the portal. And now you've kind of recycled another what could be a longer term culture guy that might be a little bit more established here at Utah. Another team that has a very established culture well that's rock auto rockauto.com has been in business for over 20 years as a auto parts distributor on the internet that is a lot of experience and when you're trying to get the job done you're going to need that experience especially when it comes to trying to fix your car rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose it based on your brand specifications the pricing whatever it is they've built this site so it's very easy for you to choose what it is that you want to get the right part at the right price the right time they are reliably lower priced than just about any other place that i've shopped even that one that starts with an a and ends with a zon So go to rockauto.com right now. You can see all the parts available for your car or truck. I'm still looking into building my own car, just ordering parts from Rock Auto. If they'd like to contribute, that would be great. At this point in time, I probably need to find a, uh, uh, you know, a sponsor to do this. Maybe I'll build it on a YouTube series. Who knows? Uh, But go to rockauto.com to get your parts right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Back at it like a bad habit here on the Locked On Nudes podcast. And I wanted to talk a little bit in this second segment about roster building 
as we've seen, there's been a lot of turnover. Timmy Allen exiting the program. Alfonso Plummer exiting the program. It does look like Mickey Yonton is going to exit the program, although nothing official has been announced. Uh, Coach Smith said in an interview that he was thinking very hard about what decision he was going to make, but also clarified that Mickey Yonton is not working out with the team in their open workouts. And at the time during the interview, he actually forgot Mickey's name, which let me say, as someone who's done more than their fair share of radio interviews and radio shows, that does happen. It's it's not unusual to forget a name. Um, but it just does indicate the fact that he has not had a ton of interaction or contact with Mickey in the basketball sense. Now, I'm sure he's given him a very uh, invested pitch in, in trying to get him to stay. But it just sounds like, from what I've heard, that Mickey misses home. And he has an opportunity to go make some money. And that this was part of the uh, agreement, more or less, with, with Larry Kay and, and the previous staff between Mickey and, and whoever else might be in his circle and so that's really not a piece of the puzzle that I think is one that you can count on. Now, what we do know for sure is that Lahatchoon is coming back. Brendan Carlson is coming back. Riley Batten is coming back. We've not heard anything regarding Jackson Brenchley, uh, Ian Martinez, Rylan Jones. Although Coach Smith did say in that same interview with Spence Checkets on the Utes Radio Home that both of those, all of those aforementioned players were working out with the team still. Uh, so it's safe to look at as things stand right now. That's pretty much everybody who's going to stay within the program. I should add Pella Larson as well. And so now the question is, how do we build the program? Because Norbert uh, Thalissen is, is no longer going to join the team. He's entered the transfer portal, which his situation was bizarre. He was supposed to be a 2020 player, but because of too many hours played he no longer was deemed an amateur so he had to wait till 2021 so technically yes into the portal rather than just foregoing his letter of intent it's really weird but it's just another reason why the ncaa sucks and we should probably just drop it all together especially when it comes to college basketball because they're doing a terrible job of managing it but as we look down the roster we know that gabe manson is in gabe madsen is incoming and lazar stefanovic is uh stefanovic is coming as well. Both 6'5". Madsen is 6'5", 195. Uh, Lazar is 6'6", 180. He's closer to 6'7". Uh, different players for sure. Lazar, I think, a more rounded basketball player. A little bit better athleticism. Madsen more of a shooter. Uh, it will be interesting to see how both of those integrate into the program and what impact they have. I think that Lazar could be a starter. I think that you could see a lineup with Ian Mar Martinez, Pella Larson, and Lazar. Uh, from the jump, and I think he gives you a little bit of size and some athleticism at that other wing. What it really comes down to is how do you fill in the depth for the program, how do you fill in bench players, and how do you get enough versatility, and I think the two things that Utah needs to isolate above all else are size and shooting, and Coach Smith has also said that he wants a physical basketball team. It's part of what his MO was at Utah State. It served them very well. He comes from Minnesota. I don't know if any of you realize what kind of football they play up there in the great white north, but it is tough physical football. And anybody who grows up in Minnesota or Wisconsin or that surrounding area usually has some sort of investment in football. And so physicality is a big deal. And I think those are two traits that Utah can go get through the portal. And this is the next aspect of building the roster that you have to identify. Do you want to go through the portal and try and have an immediately successful season? 
Or do you want to focus more on the 2022 class and try and reload with freshmen who may fit into the program and may not? We've seen in the past with Coach Smith's previous stops, there's not been a lot of movement, not been a lot of transfers. That's a good thing. The only issue with that is he was at much smaller programs. And when you get to the P5 level, as we've seen, just look at the Big Ten where almost half the players are in the portal now. At the P5 level, transfers are a lot more frequent. Some of that has to do with the AAU culture and how players switch teams in AAU all the time and kind of bounce here and there and wherever. I think some of that is because a lot of these players just believe that their talent is above that which where they're playing at and they feel like they can go somewhere else. And, and typically, for the guys that played at P5 programs, they do land somewhere else. And so it will be interesting to see that down the road as Utah goes after incoming freshmen. I think that Coach Smith has done a good job by going out and offering Colin Chandler immediately, or re-offering, I should say, that he is a culture kind of kid. And we've talked about on this podcast fairly often that to rebuild a culture at a program like Utah that's stagnated, not really recessed or or, uh, disintegrated or anything like that, the best way to quickly establish culture is to go after the local recruits. And I think there are two in this class that Utah absolutely needs to identify. One is Colin Chandler. The other is Jackson Kohler. Kohler is a 6'8", 6'9", a post player with really great post footwork and really great moves down on the block. Kind of a throwback. Uh, honestly, when you watch him play, he has a little bit of Larry Kraskoviak to his game. But I think both of those players are legitimate power five guys and players that Utah really needs to chase after because as we've seen with Brandon Carlson, with Jackson Brenchley, uh, Ryland Jones, those guys want to stay here because they live in Utah. And so all these local kids need to be part of the program just to keep the culture going so you're not rebuilding it from year to year. We've gone a little bit off track, which is obviously something I've never done before. But to circle back around, that's where the decision has to be made in terms of how much do you go after players in the transfer portal and how much do you go after incoming freshmen. If you go after a lot of freshmen and promise them playing time, you're essentially conceding that next season is not going to be as competitive as you may have wanted it to be. And some of that is just because freshmen have to learn. And you're going to be playing a lot of guys because you're going to want to develop them. And and I don't know if that's the route that I would go if I was Coach Smith, simply because if Ian Martinez does return, if Brandon Carlson is there, if uh, Pella Larson is there, if Ryland Jones is healthy and playing well, that's a good enough core in and of itself that you can actually compete in the Pac-12. And so that's where you have to look at the transfer portal and start identifying needs. And I think they need some length up front. They need some bigger front court players. You're probably not going to find great athletes. So that's pro- that likely why you go after Lahat and try and bring him back. But the other part of it, too, is that you need shooting. This team was woeful from behind the arc, and you need to find some consistent shooting, and you need to get three-pointers going, especially if you're going to be a team that runs a lot and pushes the ball. The three-pointer has to be a part of your game, and and that can really take a team from good to great in an instant. We've seen what's happened locally with uh, the Utah Jazz and the NBA. Now, I don't think you want to start putting up 40 to 50 three-pointers a night, but if you can press and transition and get some three balls to fall, that's a big, big deal for your program. And I think uh, if you're looking for specific targets in the portal – 
then you'll want to go to utsode.com because Steve Barlow's written a piece. Now, it is behind the VIP wall, so you'll need to subscribe. Or you, There's always a seven-day uh, free trial available there that you can take advantage of. He has some potential targets on there that Utah may be trying to look at. Most of them are guard-ish sized players, uh, but there are a couple that you may look at and think to yourself, boy, that would be the perfect fit next to a Brandon Carlson or a Pella Larson on the wing. So highly recommend that you go check out that article. Uh, in the meantime, as we hear things here on the Locked on Utes podcast, we will share them with you. And clearly this is going to be a topic that we're going to be discussing for a while as the roster building for Coach Smith in his first year is going to take some time. This is still, we're still in the process of being delayed from COVID. And so there are some transfer portal prospects that may be thinking that the NBA is their first check mark. And if that doesn't work out, then they'll come back in and look around for a school. So this is going to drag out for a while. The NBA draft has been postponed uh, until the end of July, almost the start of August. And so I would imagine that if there are players that you've seen or scouted that look like they're game ready right now, those are the ones that you'd want to take through the portal. Otherwise, you're going to wait and see what decides to come back. And in a year like this, where so much has been left up to uncertainty, I don't think it's the worst idea to maybe wait around and see if something pops up at the very end as things start to mellow out, or or maybe there's a player that decides that they aren't going to make it in the NFL draft where they wanted to be drafted. And so you could get a real talent towards the end of that cycle, or maybe there's a player that uh, decides to to change uh, schools before they get there or something like that. So I don't think it's the worst thing to hold a couple spots open. Kyle Whittingham's done it with the football team for years. And I think with what Coach Smith has done, if you have a couple targets for 2022 in terms of your incoming freshman recruits, go after them hard as you can. Keep your ear to the portal. Make sure that you're scouting the guys that come in and out. Having the right conversations with the right types of players so that if those opportunities do come up, then you can go and get those players. And that's the perfect transition into betonline.ag because it's an opportunity that's coming up for you to go make some skittles and we talk about skittle season here on the podcast very often bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action while basketball college basketball is over the nba is still going there's always the nhl baseball is in full swing and not only that but there's award shows tv shows reality tv we're starting to hit the summer of reality tv shows so there's so much that you can go and wager on through betonline.ag the best part about it it's super simple to sign up and it's free you just go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and you'll get a 50 percent welcome deposit when you use the promo code locked on that's all one word locked on and you get 50 percent extra to spend how you see fit prop bets maybe you want to gamble on whether or not jake and i would win in an arm wrestling match versus scotty g and hans I don't know, whatever it is that you want. Maybe you want to know exactly how many donuts the brown bear can eat in one sitting. And that line will get set for you by bet at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the best place to go for all the news, scores, and odds. The best place to throw your bets down. Like I said, free to sign up. Go to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Shifting gears a little bit as we close out the show, we're going to talk a, a little bit of stickball here. So the Ping and Utes and the Lady Ping and Utes are both in action midweek here as the Utah baseball team travels south to Dixie State for a midweek game. 
That game is today. First pitch is at 4 p.m. That game will be at Bruce Hurst Field. I have no idea if fans are allowed, so if you're in St. George and want to go out and watch some baseball, seeing how things have evolved in St. George in general makes me think that they're probably going to be welcoming people in there, but I have no idea again, so don't take my word for it. But uh, but this is a definite revenge game for the University of Utah, though, as Dixie State came up previously and knocked the Utes off at their home stadium, a.k.a. Smith's Ballpark. Youths need to go down, need to find a rhythm, and and need to get some pitching. This is an opportunity to really get some work in. Uh, We found a little bit with David Watson against Cal as Utah needed a big start in that one, and he went seven full innings only allowing that one run as Utah got the win over Cal. And so hopefully they bring some momentum with them. As they go to St. George, the weather should be great. Good luck to the Utes down there. We will, as always, keep you updated on how things go. Transitioning to the Lady Ping and Utes, they have three games against Dixie State and SUU in St. George, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then a doubleheader on Wednesday as they'll play Tuesday and Wednesday at Dixie State, and then in the afternoon game or evening game, however you want to interpret, that one will be against Southern Utah. The games versus Dixie State start at 3 p.m. on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the game versus Southern Utah starts at 5.30 p.m., which will more than likely be uh, a little bit pushback, I'm, I'm assuming, seeing as how that's a doubleheader on Wednesday. Uh, should be a chance for the the Lady Utes to get back on track as they've been on a little bit of a slide getting into Pac-12 play and hoping for good results from both. Speaking of good results, we hope that you'll continue to show us good results as you go follow the podcast on your favorite platform, tell your friends about us, spread the word to any and all Ute fans near and far that we are the only daily Utah athletics podcast in the world, no doubt about it, and continue, please, to give us those reviews. Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, five stars only on the rating, and I promise that if you leave a review, I will read it on air. I cannot promise that it won't be beeped. Those are the rules. I don't make them. I just enforce them. But I want to thank everybody for listening, for tuning in to the Locked on Utes podcast. That's it for me today. You have a wonderful Tuesday. Remember, everyone, stay well, be well, and do well. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for April 6th, 2021.